Welcome to another episode of Said Your Nan, a podcast tackling the stigma of men's mental health. Proudly presented by On The Men Charity. My name is James. And my name is Stuart. We're just two guys that got together to raise awareness on men's mental health. During these episodes, we will talk about important issues facing men and their mental health. We are by no means professional and the opinions in this podcast are our own, but please feel free to join in the conversation. Each episode will see us discuss different topics to help everyone better understand the ways that men deal or don't with their mental health. Overall, our aim is to get people talking. Evening James, how you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright. It's uh, end of a bank holiday weekend and... uh, yeah, all a bit tired, to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to getting to bed tonight. What about yourself? <laughs> yeah, same. It's been a long weekend, but but it's um, but uh, but it's nice to have a long long weekend. I must have the three days, and we've got two of them in a row, which is even better. So, yeah, yeah, that's hardly good. one it's worth good. complaining about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what have you done with your long long weekend? Uh, what have I done with my long weekend? That's a really good fucking question, and. Uh, I'm struggling. Um, so Saturday, uh, Mrs. And, and Eldest were both at uh, No, Eldest wasn't at work, was he? No, I'm lying. Uh, Mrs. was at work all day. So I uh, had my usual Saturday with uh, my youngest, which was nice. Uh, yesterday, a bit of a meal with the family. Um, obviously saw your good self yesterday evening. And then uh, today, what have I done today? Oh, my God. Bit of a bit of a trawl around the shops this morning, and then uh, yeah, she's at work. Eldest is at work, so uh, bit of bit of me and the youngest again this evening, just uh, chilling out in front of the telly. Nice. Sometimes it's what you really need, though, isn't it? Like rather than just full on all the time, you just want to put your feet up for a bit because you just know that work's coming in a couple of a uh, couple of hours. A few well, hours. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of full on, how was your weekend? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be quite quiet, essentially. So I picked up my daughter on Saturday morning. And the idea was this weekend, which we, we planned this for two weeks, is that we were going to spend the entire weekend in bed watching Lucifer on Netflix. And that was it. That was the plan. Got back. That didn't work out. We ended up in Margate, dreamland, roller coasters and roller discos, etc., etc. So that didn't go, didn't quite go to plan. But it was a good day. And the weather was lovely. So that was good. Did you roll I mean, the disco? Uh, I did. I did not. No. Oh, nobody you can gather and show them your moves, no? It's like a, watching a giraffe on ice skates. Watching someone. Watching me oh, oh come on. Turn it in. You, you'd give, you know, <laughs> Blades of Glory a good run for their money. <laughs> I mean, just don't grab in someone's crotch and put them in the air. <laughs> it was one time. One time. <laughs> it was one it was one time you said you wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but then we did actually go home and then watch Lucifer. And then Sunday we did just sit in bed the majority of the day watching Lucifer. So that was good. And then today, uh, back up north today. So back up with my girlfriend and the kids. And we went to a farm today in Derby-ish way. Um, uh, Bluebell Dairy Farm. It was called Ice Cream, Dairy and Ice Cream really nice ice cream fun enough they make it obviously they probably make it there because they got the, the cows on site um that was a good day a couple of tractor tractor rides nice food incredible burger um and then back home now to record so that's yeah, that's it really it's been good it's been a good day it's actually been a really good day a bit cold but um kids seem to have enjoyed it i think the other half enjoyed it as well which is good so oh good good hmm. but now tired we're all tired so. Yeah, I'm ready for work tomorrow. Boo. Yes. Yeah. Hey, at least your book. commute. Yeah, I have. At least your commute tomorrow is a little bit less than mine. I was going to say, yeah, your three and a half hour commute compared to my ten and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> it's weird. We both, it's essentially, we both live in the same place. Yet, when I'm up here, I, I definitely get to the office a hell of a lot quicker. <laughs> you do indeed. You do indeed. Bless you. 
Oh well, yeah. Well, that'd be fun. Um, so that's it, really. So what we're we discussing today, anyway? What's the uh, what's on the agenda? Is it a family name today, isn't it? So today's episode, we'll have a look at uh, family life from a, a man's perspective. So uh, you know, when we say family life, that could be family life as in you're living with a partner. It could be that you're estranged from your partner. It could be that there's kids involved. It could be that again, you know, you've got stepkids that you're. Um, caring for i think it's living uh, at home with your parents so you could be living at home with your parents indeed yeah or living up living with somebody else's parents <laughs> there's a story <laughs> there is indeed <laughs> there is indeed um interestingly as i said on the previous episode so i've been messing around with this chat gpt right so and i thought let's ask it to create me a podcast about family life from a man's perspective and the impact this has on his mental health. Um, and again, it's given me a massive long script, which I think is really clever. Um, I'm not going to use it, but I think there's some important points in there that it's called out that we've uh, gone away and had a look at. Sounds good. Yeah. Run through some of it because so, it interests me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is... Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll read some of it out because this is AI talking, right? This isn't us. So family life can be incredibly rewarding, but it can also be incredibly challenging. Men in particular can face unique challenges when it comes to their mental health and well-being in the context of family life. One of the biggest challenges men face is the pressure to be the provider for the family. This can lead to feelings of stress and anxiety, particularly if they are struggling to make ends meet to provide for their family's needs. This pressure can be compounded by societal expectations that men should be strong, which makes it difficult for men to seek help or support when they're struggling. Mm, it's good. It's good because it does, that whole mm. that first those first few points that it makes is probably what we would have talked about anyway. Things like historically, men have always been kind of seen as the breadwinner, the provider. You know the Neanderthal, ugh. Look at me <laughs> providing for my family. Jesus. You know? But it is, though, isn't it? You look at it, it's always been that you look, you look at caveman goes out, knocks woman on head with bloody club and drags her home and goes out and kills a saber toothed tiger. I mean, I know that's kind of like the Flintstone shit, but if you look at that, that's the stuff that's on the TV. That's what you see as the man provides. You know, go back to the 50s with shows where you see the man coming home. From work, the woman's standing there in an apron. The guy's come in wearing a suit. Um, it's it's very it's very embedded in our brains as to what society wants us to to see as a male's role in a in a, in a family mm-hmm. life. Yep. Come on, dear. Make sure you've got those children ready for bed and get my dinner on the table. It's that sort of thing, you know. Walks through the door, can sit down with his pipe and his dodgy tash above his lip, you know. I slipped with my razor, for fuck's sake. A beep on? Oh, yeah, probably shouldn't say that, right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking of the the carry-on film with um, Terry Jones, where he's a caveman, and the the, the image of the cavemen was dragging the women around by their hair. Yep. Yep. Can't remember which one that is now. That's going to drive you crazy. You'll be going away and looking at that later. I will. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what's happening now. But carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Carry on. <laughs> <Ding dong. laughs> um, another challenge that men face is the expectation to be a good partner and father. This can come with its own set of pressures, particularly if they feel uh, like they're falling short in these roles. Men may also struggle with feelings of guilt or shame if they're not able to spend as much time with their family as they'd like to due to other commitments. And I that's that's kind think... of a bit like what we were talking about in the last episode, oh, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't... Would I like to spend more time with my family? Yeah, sure. But, you know, it's... Uh, once life get you get into that routine in life, it suddenly... You know, you just live with it. I think the the interesting one I th- I think is um, potentially a feeling of guilt or shame when you're not able to provide for your family. And I use the term 
provide loosely because I think, you know, different people have different, uh, you know, financial circumstances, you know, so anything from the, from the extreme of not being able to provide food for my family to, you know, one of my kids wanting the latest and greatest toy or gadget and I can't afford to buy that for them. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and because you are the, the the breadwinner, the man that's going out there and earning the money, it's it's like you know the 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 spotlight is on you to be able to provide that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like literally is almost like it's shining straight in your face, going, "This is what you must be doing." I also think. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this, really. Um, if I look at where my life is now with my my family and my kids, uh, it has, well, probably for the last couple of years, you know, the money burden hasn't been there as much. Um, but certainly probably in the last six months or so with energy prices going up and with the, you know, inflation and everything there is a squeeze on everything yet how do you explain to a a four-year-old that actually you know going out every saturday with dad for mcdonald's for lunch is something that you might have to curb because you can't afford that anymore yeah i know yeah but it's something that you've got used to over a period of time becomes Mm. the norm and then you have to stop doing those things you were good at um so that kind of stuff can have a big toll on, you know, men's mental health, may experience symptoms of depression, anxiety or stress, which uh, can impact their ability to function effectively in their roles as a partner and father. And also, I guess, you know, in their work environment as well, which could lead to further complications there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it can cause real feelings of isolation and loneliness, particularly if they don't have a good support network. And I think that's the problem, isn't it, is a lot of people don't have a good support network or even if they did have a good support network, they don't know they've got one because they won't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And who do you who do you talk to? I've said it before, you know, you and I, right? We've got each other to talk to about stuff. Yeah, we are lucky like that. Mm. We do find it, if you get to that point where you're struggling with something, you can just run something past each other and because we spend time with each other as well we're on the phone quite a lot that's just how it is isn't it we get to yeah or in the office together and yeah 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 mm-hmm. exactly i mean i'm quite lucky as well because i can speak to my other half about stuff certain things i can sort of go to why i'm feeling a bit shitty at the moment about but again when it comes to being a provider and not wanting to explain to your significant other that you're struggling to um to provide or do things or sort stuff out. You probably don't want to have that conversation with them. And that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, and it could be anything, right? You know, as a it could be the amount of debt you've got, as an example, you know. Yeah. Because we yeah, actually, yeah. previously about that. People struggle with that, you know. And they don't and want to talk about a, the stuff they've been spending, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, as a as a man, you you want to provide for your family. You want to be able to give them everything they want, and that, you know, the other end of that is you could end up putting yourself in debt. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's too easy to do as well. That's very easy to do. Yeah. Because you'll just continue living this lifestyle that you think you can have by spending money that you don't necessarily have. And then before you know it, you're looking at your credit cards or your bank statement or whatever and going, shit, you know, that's 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 going to get bigger. But actually, I can't do anything about that unless I do this and then do that to get rid of this one, but then take on more debt to get rid of that one. And then, well, who knows where you end up? Yeah. And, you know, coupled at the moment for people with the <clears throat> markets being so erratic, you know, we don't know whether in three months time the rate of inflation will be at 25 percent you know we don't know whether mortgage rates are going to be going up or 
cost of energy going up and you know all of these variables that stop you from kind of successfully managing your life and your budget that goes with that and it's a new thing all the time isn't it you'll get an email and go oh by the way your council tax is going up oh, I don't really. oh by the way your uh, gas and electricity bills are going up oh yeah excellent great oh by the way the interest rates on your you know on your your credit cards is going to be you know you might be paying more because of the interest rates going up and you sit there and you go just once could somebody send me an email saying good news <laughs> you know this, you will be paying less on this yeah it's and and i don't know where because none of these companies talk to each other they know that life is crap but and all, all of a sudden you've got these people need to realize that you, you you can't just keep putting stuff up because then you know unless the the, the, the wage that you're earning goes up unless you're earning the proportionate amount that all these bills are going up by you're going to struggle yeah you're just going to struggle so what do you do you borrow money or you yeah whatever you know to take on a second job or yeah you you need to do to to keep providing for your family and there is there is a part of of me and i I don't i don't do this because i just don't because i like stuff i like doing things you know like i like providing i like to be their provider and i do very much believe that that's part of my role and i you know i'll take people out and you know by treat the kids and treat my other half and stuff and and i will and i'll enjoy doing it and it's it's very dangerous um but simplistically i could afford to do those things and not worry too much about money if i cut back on stuff that i just didn't need and when i talk Mm -hmm. about cut back i'm talking about you know driving past the kfc and grabbing a dinner because i can't be bothered to go home and cook when i know that i've got food at home yeah i don't need to be doing that because i am wasting food but also i'm wasting money so it's a bit of a no-brainer and and that I am a culprit when it comes to that. I think a lot of people are, but actually you could just, if you just cut back some of the stupid things and made better decisions, it would help. But I think you've got to have that conversation with somebody and understand it is, is because it's not always that easy. And that's the bit that people are, Oh, I just cut back. It's like really not that easy. It's really not that easy. Especially if you've got an addictive personality, like I mean, basically me and chicken. <laughs> Let, let's just put that in context as well because you you told me this earlier so you you decided to get yourself a kfc for dinner right even though you had a roast chicken at home that you hadn't cooked you then proceeded to drive home yeah, and put that yeah. chicken in the oven yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah the oven the chicken's in the oven it'll get used yeah i'm not wasting no it. no 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 yeah try to do better i can smell it cooking now and i'm thinking Mm. Has it been in too long? Said your name. See, Mark, I don't miss them. <laughs> oh, bless him! You did him a shout out. Of course, that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> What's what time did we start recording tonight? Was it half eight? Half eight? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, so now it's still it's still got plenty of time. Oh dear. Yeah, that's no, good. Brilliant. Good. Well done. <laughs> he shoots, he scores. Indeed, indeed. So, um I mean in terms of family life, yours, you know, let's 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 focus on you for a minute if you don't mind, because yours is uh, a lot more kind of hectic than mine, I guess. You know, you've got uh you know, the the spread up and down the country and all of that dynamic that goes with it. So what's what's that like for you? Yeah, it's um, it is a little tough, I guess, in terms of, you know, I've got my daughter that lives down south, um, of which obviously I contribute towards, um, but you kind of find yourself contributing to other stuff as well when you do that. You know, so you know, you might I may pay a certain amount per month, like you do when you you know get into that situation on your maintenance and stuff, which to be fair is a reasonable amount. Um, you know, but there's still other stuff that she might want here and there. And as a dad, you kind of want to help out and pay a little bit extra here and there and and whatnot. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, so when with the with my other half and her two girls, is I'm the same. Like as far as I'm concerned, you know, then you know, they're 
responsibility of mine as well. They're like my kids as well. Mm. You know, they're my stepchildren, but they're just, you know, I treat them like they're my my own kids and, and love them to pieces. And, and the same thing will happen. It will be, well, now I'll treat here as well. And, and this is what I want to do and make sure that, you know, they, they've got extra stuff and that. And I guess it, it there's a lot of, you know, to and fro in between them and making sure that you're not like doing the wrong thing and that you're paying out for the right stuff and making sure that you are doing the right amount of, you know, spending on, on certain things. You don't want to spend too much and or unnecessarily. Um, and obviously then there's the cost between traveling up and down the country as well. So oh, it all adds up generally, but, but, it, and it can be quite tough. It can be quite tough. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm still there. It's yeah. still working. And, you know, we're planning on moving in in the next month or so, and it's, it's doing all right, but it's not been easy. Yeah. It has been, it has been quite tough. Um, because of, for me, it's the lack of stability. That's the problem. Mm. That's the big issue is there's the lack of stability. It's, it's not actually knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing and where I'm going to be from one day to the next, but then it's also running two households. Yeah, yeah, so I was I've got say my to you, own house. You've been running two lives, haven't you? You know, in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I've got, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't, you know, the contribution that I make to my other half. I mean, she pretty much is self-sufficient. You know, she looks after herself and does extremely well. I don't, I don't have to pay any money. But I mean, when I'm there, I do. You know, like I'll go to the shop and I'll buy the food. I'll make sure I contribute. I make sure I spend good money. And if we go out for a meal, I'll make sure that I'm paying as best as I can. And and again. The, the the beauty is is she's very independent and she'll always offer to pay as well. But from my perspective, I sit there and I go, "Well, you know what? I earn a good salary, so I should, you know, this is what I should do as a man of my providing hat goes back on. I should be paying for this, but not because I should be so much because I want to. Mm. You know, that's the thing. So I'm, that's just how I was brought up, and I want to. Um, but you know, the, but then I, you know, once that's all done, I go home and I've got rent, bills, utilities, etc., etc. So it's just it ends up, you know, being a whole host of other crap that needs to be paid out for, and it's just almost not possible to do that. So, you know, when when we finally do move in, it's certainly going to make financial sense, but it also makes obvious sense anyway because you move in with the people you love, right? You stay with them and and have a nice relationship, and it's great. Um, but ultimately, oh, getting your brownie points in there again. Look, I was just. Leave my brownie points out of this. Just because you know she listens to the episodes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's major suck-ups going on. Yeah. Oh, dear. But no, it, it is. It is. It's, um, uh, yeah, it is tough. But again, you know, for me, the steps are being put in place to make sure that I do mitigate any kind of, you know, financial burden and, stressful burden and obviously to make sure that i'm where i want to be so i don't know it's, about it's the hard, stressful burden if i'm honest with you i think you're you know the financial burden you're gonna you're gonna fix aren't you because you're not gonna be running that separate house that you're running at the moment you know and and yeah i don't know what you're gonna say you're gonna say you're still driving up and down the country yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and as much as you tell yeah. me you love driving and it's great i've seen you after some of those journeys and you're absolutely fucked yeah yeah yeah, I am generally very tired. Yeah, but if I get it right, and at the moment it's very hit and miss, isn't it? I think mm. if I get it right, I think it should be better in terms of I'll know I'll have a better routine and a better a better lifestyle with it at the same time. But we'll see. You know, it may be that it's still tough, and I have to work out a better way of dealing with it again. But I will because that's what I do. You know, because yeah. I've got responsibilities, and those responsibilities will always get met. Enough of me, though. No, your turn. No, uh, <laughs> my yeah. turn. I think we've done enough yeah. podcasts talking about my broken uh, life. <laughs> never, never, mate. That's no. why you're on here. No, Got to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's much of a much of a muchness, really. You know the the amount of hours that you and I both work, and I just I just like to obviously point out because again, I know some people from our work do listen to this it, they are the hours that pertinent well certainly that i put in are absolutely my choice my choice to put in you know above and beyond yeah yeah uh, 
what my contracted hours are. Um, that is me. I I absolutely uh, live to work and always have done. Um, so yeah, you know that's it's absolutely my choice to do that, and I'll, I'll I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, from a, a family side, yeah, it's it's difficult. Well, you know, because the amount of hours I put in and the amount of travelling that I do, you know, I'm I'm well, I'm almost as bad as you in that sense. You know, I'm I'm travelling up the country on trains. Um, you're driving up and down the country. Um, so it takes its time. The work we do here. Until recently, I was also a chair of governors at a primary school, as I've spoken about on previous podcasts. Have given that up now, um, just because it wasn't wasn't able to give, continue giving that the focus it needed. But again, that's freed up some of my time, which is good. Um, but certainly, as a as a dad, um, you know, in in the family here, it's it's an absolute struggle. And I've mentioned it on previous episodes. You know, I am the bank of dad. I am the taxi. I am the cook. I am the, you know, just, yeah, so much goes on at home that I am actively involved in. And it's how you fit all that in. Or when do you get any time to yourself? That's and the, you don't. You tell me reg- regularly, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> you know, and, I, and if I did take time to myself, I'd just feel like I was letting somebody else down. Yeah, there's always a there's always a but, isn't there? There's always yeah. a, a collateral damage. Yeah, yeah, and and you know to be to be fair, right? I work Monday to Fridays. Uh, my wife works uh, Monday Monday evening, Friday evening, and all day Saturday. So the actually the only time we get to spend together as a couple, as a family, is a Sunday. Um. But it also means that, you know, I don't really get to relax on a Saturday because I have my daughter all day. Um, and running around after a very energetic four-year-old is uh, is exhausting in itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, so with the stepdaughter, she's four, so I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the financial burdens, as I've mentioned earlier. You know, every month everything's going up. You know, you, you look at the the books each month and you go, you know, I'm barely taking home what I'm spending each month. You know, my outgoings are, yeah. are getting to the point where they're starting to outweigh my income. And that's not a good place to be in. It's not a good place to be in. And, you know, you and I are reasonably well paid for what we do. Um, so I, I don't know how people do it that, you know, aren't in that situation. I really don't. Um, especially as I've obviously given up the drinking as well. So I, I haven't even got that expense to say to blame anymore. No, but that's got to have quite a bit of a, well, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's got to have a bit of a, t- take a bit of a toll because that's tough in itself to give up drinking mm. when you're used to it and still want to drink because there's a, you know, there's got to be a part of you that pulls you towards it every now and then goes, oh, I just want to drink. Honestly, I miss it um, every day. I miss drinking red wine. Yeah. It's the one thing I really miss. Exactly. So that's that's hard. And if you're missing it every day, that's something else that your body's having to deal with every single day. Again, still. Mm. On the flip side, the good news is, is you can sit there and go, look at me, I've I've done this. You know, I've I'm, I've achieved this. I've done well. I've gone this amount of time without taking, you know, any drink. And, and you've got to be proud of that. So mm. there's a level of major pride that you've got to sit there and go I've done really well so that's why I mean a bit of a double-edged sword it's it's both good and bad isn't it it is it is yeah I'm you know I'm I'm pleased with the achievement um but god if I was I was still drinking what I was drinking before I'd, I'd definitely be putting myself in debt every month yeah absolutely because it was a lot wasn't it Absolutely. Well, there's a, the, the, I think I've said it before, so sorry, everybody, if I keep repeating myself. There's an app I use called I Am Sober, which you, you, tracks you every day. And uh, that has a little bit of a running calculator as to how much money you've saved based on you telling it how much you'd spend on a daily basis. So I think I'm up to like 900 quid now I've saved in the just under Jeez. five months. Gee, there's a lot of money. Mm. And that's just tracking the rot, the wine, right? You know, that's that was me based on me drinking wine. 
didn't include the, you know, down the pub drinking Guinness or, you know, other bits and pieces that you and I have done. You know, what we don't what we don't do enough of on here Ooh, gotta be careful what I say here, is give advice, but I don't want to give advice. Because that's not what this was about. But maybe make some recommendations. Well, are the recommendations or discussion topics around what potentially people could do from our own opinions? You know, how can we you know, what do we what do we think in that kind of backwards and forward chat time could make people's lives a lot easier? And I said earlier on about the whole cutting back thing. You know, that's uh, you know, I did it today, that same thing, you know, I went and got myself dinner from KFC, but at the same time I came and went, you know what, I'm still gonna cook that chicken and I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna make use of it. And I'll take the vegetables that I bought and stuff, the fresh veggies and stuff, and I'll pack them up and I'll take them up north with me tomorrow and I'll try and recycle that stuff so it goes with me so that it can still be used. Um as where probably, you know, six, eight months ago I probably just thrown in the bin and gone, Oh, it's gone off. Because I would have gone away and then come back and then it would have been unusable. Um, so it, it is probably about trying to be a bit smarter with stuff. Um, and the usual stuff, I mean, I'm going to talk about all the time, is talk to other people that you feel like you can talk to. Because if you do, everyone's got an opinion and an idea and a solution to something. And they might do something that you didn't think about. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, what do I think? So, again, it's it's difficult, right? Because, you know, we, we've said it before on these episodes. It's do as I say, not as I do, right? And, you know, I think you and I talking for the last half hour on this, it's, uh, I don't think we're particularly great. And, you know, particularly with what we put out in the last episode about our trials and tribulations, we ain't poster childs for this stuff. At no. All. Right. Um, I think there's a few things you can do. Um, have I done them? No. Would I like to do them? Yeah, probably. But will I get to do them? I don't really know. But I'll go through them anyway and see what, you know, what the kind of reaction is really. So, um, and these are some suggestions, some suggestions I found online when it looks at this stuff. So, uh, the, the suggestion is, so, um, Prioritise self-care. So it says it's important for men to prioritise their own well-being and make time for activities that help them relax and recharge, whether that's exercise, meditation or spending time with friends. So certainly spending time with friends, I think, you know, you and I have got pretty well nailed with the, the stuff we do. Yeah. Um, meditation. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and everybody knows I love a bit of mindfulness. But do I do I find time? I nearly said, do I have time to do it? Naughty James. Do I find time to do it? No, not consistently. Um, same with the exercise thing, really. Great when I'm doing it. When I'm not, meh, you know, it's just out the window. Um, so the second one, seek support. Men shouldn't be afraid to seek support when they need it, whether that's from a therapist, support group, or trusted friend or family member. Um, and again, interesting, we were talking about this earlier and you said you'd, you'd never feel comfortable opening up to a therapist. No, this is my therapy, what we're doing now. Yeah. So this is off the back of that, the joke that you saw, the, the meme that you saw. Which one? I send you so much shit. You do the one that said the woman said, "Why do men go to? Why do men start podcasts? Oh yeah, instead of going to therapy." And then that guy said, "Why do women start OnlyFans? You know, well, same reason why women start OnlyFans." Um, but it is just like this: it's that expectation that everybody has got, or everybody should seek therapy if they're feeling low or they need to talk about stuff. It's like not everybody deals with stuff the same way. Not everybody feels like therapy would be the right solution for them. And I'm one of those people. I don't believe that therapy would necessarily be brilliant for me. I mean, I'd try anything once. I would, you know, especially depending on the situation, what you were doing, you'd have to sit there and weigh up the opportunities. But for me, at my life, in my life at the moment, my therapy for dealing with how I feel both mentally and physically is having these podcasts and the conversations that we have and the chats over my partner. Yeah. That works for me because I'm still here. And I'm working through stuff. Um, and I think that's 
yeah, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't do that. But other people would feel more comfortable doing it, which is good. Do it. Mm. Seek therapy because it's not a bad thing. It's just you've got to find your own thing. I totally agree. And yeah, as I said to you earlier, so I, our listeners, I've just finished my uh, level two in counselling. So I've learned some really interesting stuff around uh, different forms of counselling and what that, that means. Um, and interestingly, as a, as a counsellor, you effectively form a relationship with the person you're counselling. Um, and that can equally have a knock on effect to the, the counsellor um, because they're, you know, they're sharing that burden with the person that they're counselling and, and then have to then, when the therapy ends, break up with that person effectively, you know, and it's, it's the same as ending a relationship with somebody. So, And it's a really odd concept, isn't it? Mm. But it's probably the same with a number of things where you develop a relationship to do stuff is that at some point there's going to inevitably be that if there's a, if there's an end to it, it's going to be like a breakup, someone that you're used to spending time with. Yeah. Very, very strange concept, but I kind of get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here then? So communicate with their partner. Open communication with their partner can help men feel more connected and support in their role as a partner and father. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with that. I do. If, if you're in a loving relationship or even if you're in a relationship where you, you know that you can trust the person that you're with. What do you really think is going to happen if you start to open up to them about certain things? They're not going to just throw you down a pit and leave you there and run away. Most most people will sit and respond quite surprisingly, I think, really, if that's how you're worried about it. They were surprised, but respond in, in, in quite a way, you know, in a good way, mm. in a supportive way. But, but let's face it, right? We've spoken on previous episodes. Men don't. We, no, men don't talk. That's the point. I can't sit here hand on heart and say, I tell my partner everything because I just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah, but that's, but that's, and, and again, there are certain things I think, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've got to admit is, is, is more recently I, I have, I've opened up a lot more to my partner, which has felt pretty good to be honest, um, because I got a better reaction than I probably would have expected. Um, but I've always been quite apprehensive about it. So I understand that. I do. And it's not because you're trying to keep stuff away from them. It's because you're trying to protect. I find that most of the time. It, it's exactly that. You're trying to, it's a protection thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not that I don't I don't trust my wife. I do. I trust her completely. Um, but there's just certain things that I would rather deal with and manage in my own way than, you know, open up and share. Yeah. You've got your own ways of dealing with stuff, mate. That's the thing is you've got to find the thing that works for you. That's the bit. Find the thing that works for you. And the problem is, is some people will go, I tried that and it didn't work, so I'm just going to give up. That's the bit that becomes a it becomes a problem. It's like, actually, if that didn't work for you, so what is the thing you need to find? Yeah. There's another carry-on reference there somewhere. I tried it once and didn't like it. <laughs> and that one is carry-on abroad. That, that, one that absolutely know. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Last one is uh, set boundaries. Men should be willing to set boundaries when it comes to work or other commitments in order to prioritise time with their family and their own well-being. Hmm. Not sure. That one. Read that again. Set boundaries. Men should be willing to set boundaries when it comes to work and other commitments in order to prioritise time with their families. And their own well-being. Yeah, but it's catch-22, isn't it? Prioritising work over family all the time when work's the thing that brings you the money that puts you in a situation mm. where you feel like you need to do more of it to make sure you can provide. That's a that's a vicious circle. But it's interesting, right? And I, I might get on my soapbox here, right? It's a bit of an overhang from COVID, I think, to a degree. So, um, I don't know. I'll find myself going on Teams calls and you'll have people that will join the calls and they're on the school run. And you, you know, like I don't, I don't have an issue personally with me going and, you know, taking my daughter to nursery while I'm at work or picking her up from the nursery while I'm at work 
because of the amount of hours that I put in on a weekly basis. So to me, it's a bit a bit of give and take, right? Yeah. What I struggle with is your, you know, I know people that do a nine to five and they stick to that nine to five, yet they still think it's acceptable to go and pick their child up from school halfway through the day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it, it that is definitely an overhang from COVID, isn't it? Mm. Because that was exactly what was happening is people were mixing this work and life balance. We spoke about this before in the work and life balance episode, but but actually you can't just not work. No. Like that, you know, if there's commitments, you, that still needs to be there. You, what was you doing before COVID? Mm. And we, I, oh, I can't remember this. There's an, oh, I don't know if it was you or someone else that said it, but there are people that have physically either moved home or changed their working circumstances since COVID because they could, because they were working from home at a time without any forethought about coming back to work or speaking to an employer and going, these are the things I'm going to do. Uh, and then when you're like, well, now circumstances have changed. We're going back to normal work. And like, well, I can't do that now because I've done this. It's like, mm. how is that even, how is that even the response that you should be given? I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. There is a level of work-life balance and there is a conversation to be had with your employer. But like you said, I put my hours in. And when I stop for 30, 40 minutes to go and do something for my daughter or I pop to the shop to, you know, post an item, I can sit there and go, I don't care because I put my bloody hours in and then some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've got, well, certainly have people in my team recently that are kind of exactly that. You know, I know they work a lot of hours and they'll come along and go, do you mind if I pop? And it's like, no, just go and do it. It's absolutely fine. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because you, that's the thing, isn't it? It's about being an understanding person and being having empathy for people and being supportive because you know that they're doing the same back for you. Mm. But you've got somebody that constantly takes the piss and then wants the bloody moon on the stick at the same time. You have to sit there and go, you know, people have to be very equal in this. You can't just, you can't just be take, take, take. I, I want to throw a little hand grenade in as well before we, uh, before we <laughs> Just, oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, go for it. Just because I can. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> working from home. Yep. I've been a home-based worker now for best part of 20 years, right? Same here, yep. What I'm really struggling with over the last, well, again, probably post-COVID, right, is the blurred lines and the expectations from my family when I'm working at home, um, to be available. Yeah, I get that. Right, and I always said I'd, I'd be waltz and all on this podcast, right? So my my example is, you know, if I'm at home, fine, right? I then get guilt-tripped. Well, I feel like I get guilt-tripped when I have to leave home to go to the office or to come and you know work with you for a couple of days you know it's suddenly it's a big problem whereas actually pre-covid that was a general routine and part of my life every week week in week out job, yeah. you know um and i really struggle with it you know i struggle with uh personally feeling guilty when i have to go and actually do my work rather than sit in my little box room at home on teams calls all day so there we go. Yeah. Said it. <laughs> no, but what? No, because I can go. I can relate. Same thing happened mm. to me in my previous relationship. Same thing. It was like yeah. if I was at home, it was, you know, you were you were at home, so you were available. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. I'm at work in an office. Pretend I'm not here. Mm. You know, it's like that was kind of how it was. You know, unless and I'm not, I'm not stupid. You can't <clears throat> be against them coming over and we'll never chat. You know, by all means, come over and chat, it's fine. It'd be nice to say hello. You spend some time. It's quite a good perk of working from home, being able to be at home with your family. But it has to be when you're working at home with your family, it has to be on your terms, which is the work terms. If there's a call, you're on the call. If there's stuff you need to be doing, there's stuff you need to be doing. Mm. Um, I don't I don't actually really get, um, I don't get bothered when I'm at home. Um, I mean, 90% of the time, 
she's at work anyway or I'm in the office. But if I'm at home, I don't really get bothered. The bit that I struggle with a little bit, and I've said this before to her as well, is that is when the kids come home from school. Is at the moment I'm currently working in the living room on the you know uh, computer desk in the living room, which is fine. It's not the end of the world, but obviously when you've got calls on and then you've got family life happening around you, that's tough. So yeah. that was kind of a stipulation when I move is that I need somewhere to go because I can't work like that. It just doesn't really work too well. Um, but I did, much like you, my previous relationship, it was if you're home, then you're free and available to do stuff. Absolutely not. Yep. Yeah. And it is. You feel guilty. You feel guilty for sitting there working and not paying attention to that other person in the house with you. And it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you and I, as do quite a lot of the population, we work hybrid, we work flexible, you know. So our days are generally, what, eight till six, aren't they, every day, you know? And I think the, the difference for me... I think where I'm going with this, right? So, you know, it's different to work in retail, isn't it? When you're at retail, your job starts at, I don't know, seven in the morning and goes till 3.30, right? As as an example, you start that time, you finish at that time, you have a set start time, set finish time, and you're there working, doing your shift during those hours. And you go home. Yeah. And you don't take it home with you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Where, the difference, right? In this yeah. type of job, that's exactly what we do because I'm sat here now talking to you, looking at Teams messages pop up on my work phone. Yeah. And that, that happens regularly. I'll be just sat here and I might see an email pop up or I might see a Teams message pop up. And mm. I'll read it. And if I can reply, I'll reply because that's just how I'm built. That's what this job does. It's how it is there. Again, retail, that doesn't happen. Mm. You go home. That's what you do, you go home. It's very different. It is very different. The, the working from home type of role creates, it's almost like you've got your office and work is where you live. So you win. when does the line become blurred? Where's work and where's home? So you're sat here like, well, I'll just pick up my phone anyway. I'll look at my laptop anyway because that's what I do. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pick up a coat hanger, would you, and start like racking your wardrobe out with clothes in size and bloody price order just because you could? No, no. But again, I, I think... I'm not demeaning retail work, by the way, when I say that. There's no mean, no way meant to attack people in retail. I don't see it like that. I'm just pointing out the difference between the roles. Really. I agree. Um, I guess where I'm, I'm struggling is the whole, like I say, been a home-based worker for 20 years. Nothing's changed in terms of what I do and my job. Yet the work, the expectation around me has changed. Yeah, it has changed a lot. Mm. Yep. Yep. Different world. Indeed, indeed. And on that, and on that, excitable note <laughs> I think we've come to the end of this episode today. I think we have I think we've uh, yeah. we've run dry <laughs> very good my, my, uh, my bottle well, is empty yeah his cup hath run dry indeed indeed yeah. so we'll uh, we'll see you on the next one well, before we go, because although, so we pre-record these, um, or some of these are pre-recorded, um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll probably record uh, an intro to this before we send it out, but I think we could probably get away with uh, finishing off normally, said Janan. Um, Who are? And, and, <laughs> and at least, at least maybe pop in, in a joke, maybe, or two, what do you reckon? If you want to, if you want to squeeze one in, you feel free. Because we can... We can we can get away with that, I reckon, and 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 do a joke and finish off as we normally do on these. 
um, and we'll give you a lovely, nice, bright and breezy intro on the next one, telling you what we did with all of our wonderful speaking and God knows what. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think we'll definitely, <clears throat> definitely do, definitely, definitely do the jokes. Go for it then. So, well, <laughs> so I didn't tell you, that my neighbour has been absolutely mad at his wife for sunbathing nude. Right. I personally am on the fence. <laughs> yeah, that's my joke. Very good. Very good. Okay. I'll give you my one. <sighs> <laughs> that's a Nan. It is Come indeed. On. It is. Um, yeah. Well, I've actually got two, right? I'll start with the lame one because it just reflects on the, the, the story you told me last week. So, uh, yeah. my partner sold our vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. It's a shit or not, in it's the case not. of that, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So the, the, actual, the actual one I've got is, right, what's the least spoken language in the world? Go on. Sign language. Oh, for God's sake. Oddly true. Indeed. <laughs> well, I do have one more for you as well. All right, go on then. And uh, it might take you a moment, but I'm sure you'll get it. What do a nearsighted gynaecologist and a puppy have in common? Go on. A wet nose. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, although, again, that is not strictly true, right? <coughs> Depends, doesn't it? <laughs> it does indeed. Um, Oh dear. Right now on that note we can bugger off. Um <laughs> we've overstayed our welcome for this episode. Yes. Uh, but everybody, stay safe. Hope you're all okay and we shall catch you next time. Yep, we will catch you on the next one where we're actually going to talk about OnlyFans. Uh yes. Well, porn in general. Yes. Interestingly. Porn, the effect it has on relationships, effect on your life. The need for it, the no need for it, thoughts about it, yeah, all, all those things. Um, the, the industry itself should be quite a, uh, that should be quite a good interesting topic because there's a lot, lot to be said about that. So anyway, thanks everyone for joining again and listening. I hope you have a wonderful couple of weeks. We're back in two weeks with this episode. Um, and yeah, have a good time. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks very much. You can get in touch at sedjournan at onthemend.org.uk or at Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at sedjournan or at onthemend on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to donate to the On The Mend charity, please feel free to buy us a coffee. The link can be found in our show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon.